Thanks for joining us on this week's Real Life Church podcast. We'd love to know if God is using this ministry to bless you in some way. And if you'd like to share your story or know more about getting involved at Real Life Church, you can visit us on our website at livereallife.com today. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We are continuing our series called A Paradigm Shift. And I'm on part number four today. And we've been talking about what it means to move from a a believer to a disciple. And so today, last week we talked about being governed by the Word of God, and today we're going to talk about how to be sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. We've been looking at characteristics of, of what it means to move from a believer to a disciple. And, and some of you maybe that's been in the faith for a long time, maybe you understand these things. You know, you might just need a reset to put the thing in practice a little bit more. But maybe you're just coming into your journey with Jesus. I want you to know something. Jesus didn't call us just to create converts. Matthew chapter 28 tells us that we are called to create disciples or we're called to make disciples. And, and one thing I know is disciples are not born, they're made. And it's a process, it's a season, it's an it's a, it's a intentional life of living. So I'm going to pick up in Acts chapter 1, verse number 1, uh, Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. And I'll I'll, I'll begin to read. It says this, And while standing with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem. Now, he's resurrected from the dead, and he's visiting his disciples. And here's what he says. But to wait for the promise of the Father. In other words, don't do anything until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Until the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you, don't do anything until you're empowered. Then he says this, Which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water. But you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But whatever season it is, here's what he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, I want you to understand something. The reason the Holy Spirit comes upon us is not just so we can act super spiritual. The reason the Holy Spirit comes upon us is because he wants us to be witnesses. The word witness in Acts chapter 1 verse number 8 means martyr. It means that we would die to ourselves and we would pick up the commission of the gospel, which is to go forth in all the world and make disciples of all nations. And so in verse 9 he says, when he he had said these things, these were his last words, he looked, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. How many know your last words are probably your most important words? And these are some of the most important words of Jesus. He said, don't do anything in life until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't don't move into what God has for you until you're filled with the Holy Spirit is what he was telling these guys. And I want to give you five truths about this promise. He said this in in verse number uh, four. He says, wait for the promise of the Father. There is a promise of the Father and that promise is found. If you want to read really good passages this week, read chapter John, uh, John 14 through John chapter 16. Those three chapters really talks about the Holy Spirit coming into the earth and what he's here for. And so I'm going to give you five truths. The first one is this. The promise 
is very important to Jesus. I'm going to give you five truths about these promises, about the promise. The promise is very important to Jesus. Notice what he says. He ordered them, in verse 4, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. That word ordered literally is a general's command. When a general makes a command, come on somebody, how many know you do it? Right? He says, okay, so this is how important this was to Jesus, is that they would receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 3, verse number 16, this is how important it is to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. So the first truth about the promise of the Father is that this promise is very important to Jesus. Here's why. You can't do life on your own. You need the Holy Spirit. And what he told them was this. That he's getting ready to, to, to die and he's getting ready to resurrect. But he told them, he said, I'll not leave you orphans. He said, I'm going to send you one. I'm going to send you a comforter is how he describes it in John chapter 14. And I'm going to try to keep this as plain and simple as possible. But he says, I'm going to send you a comforter. And that word comforter literally means somebody just like myself. But he's not going to be around you like I was. He's going to come and he's going to live on the inside of you. So the promise of the Father was extremely important to Jesus. Number two is the promise gives us the help we need to succeed. I believe more than ever we've tried to do things on our own minus the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, the direction of the Holy Spirit in our life. This promise of the Holy Spirit in our life gives us the help we need to be successful. You ever have those aha moments? Like you're just like, oh, wait, what was that? You know, like it's like you've been there before. Most of the time, if you pray and you seek God, that's the Holy Spirit bringing things up in your remembrance. Like it's those moments where you're just like, okay, yeah, I've been here before. That's kind of weird. Some of you might call it deja vu. Call it deja vu. If you're a prayer warrior, it ain't deja vu. It's the Holy Spirit telling you, you've already been here in prayer. Now you're walking in what you prayed for. This is the Holy Spirit showing you at that moment. And so he gives you what you need to succeed. Let's break it all the way down. You're sitting in a business meeting and you don't have an answer. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, bam, you give the answer and it causes the company to grow. That's how the Holy Spirit wants to use you. He uses you in various ways. Now, again, he calls, he says, I'm going to not leave you comfortless. But, or as an orphan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send the Holy Spirit and, and hit this word, and I'm going to give you a Greek word. I don't normally give you Greek words because none of you really care about Greek words, but I'm going to give you one anyway, and it's the word parakletos. Everybody say that with me, parakletos. Doesn't that just sound weird? Sounds like parakletes, parakletos. And here's what it means, one who acts as a representative of someone else's policy, purpose, or cause especially before a judge in the court of law. So this is what the word Holy Spirit, advocate, comforter, standby, helper means. The Holy Spirit comes to bring success, to help you to do what you need to do to be successful. It is one, again, who acts as a representative of someone else's policy, purpose, or cause, especially in the court of law. Can I tell you today that we are in a kingdom, we are not in a democracy, the Holy Spirit, when we said yes to Christ, yeah, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. So we got to learn how to operate in another world. That other world is the kingdom of God. He said the kingdom of God is on your right or on your left or in the front or in the back. It's not out here. No, it's inside of you. He said the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. And so, listen, someone, the Holy Spirit, is someone who will represent you in the court of the king. 
So when you have to go to pray, the Holy Spirit is there and he brings your request before God. You know this same Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit in Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says there was darkness across the face of the deep. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was all across the, the face of the deep. But the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. He was there from the very beginning of time. Come on, man, all the way back to Genesis chapter 1. And Jesus, there's centuries, he gets to the place to where he's now ready to be lifted out. And he says, that same Holy Spirit that, that, that was there when, he, that was like, he was hovering over the face of the deep, waiting for God to say something, because the Holy Spirit will always manifest Jesus in the earth. So if you're really living with the Holy Spirit and being sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit, then all of a sudden you're going to start to manifest Jesus in the earth. And here's what happened on Genesis 1. Bible says, God the Father said, light. The Holy Spirit took that word and he manifested light into the earth. So the same Holy Spirit, listen, that was there in Genesis chapter 1, Jesus tells you that that's the Holy Spirit that's going to move and live on the inside of you. Boy, we can conquer some things with him on the inside of us. We can be successful at some things with him on the inside. Jesus said it this way, I will send someone who is going to come alongside you that represents the kingdom of God. Of heaven. How many of you have children? How many of you have kids? Right? So kids go through developmental stages. And I better stay close to my notes just so I don't mess this part up. But kids go through stages in life. And so when they're first born, they're dependent upon you. You know, they come out and they're, Wah! you know, they want to eat, go to the bathroom, and then do it all over again. <laughs> they want to cry, eat, and do it all over again. They want to cry, and they do it all over again. They want to be held, and so they're super dependent upon you. But then they get to an age where they become independent. You know, they get that age where they're just, you know, whatever, mom and dad, I got this, I can handle this. And some of you are doing this at 12. You need to stop. You're not ready yet. But there's this, there's this independence that takes place at a certain level in kids' development. And mom and dad now don't, are not, you know, if you're still rocking your 16-year-old, you're weird. How was calculus today? You know, I mean, that's weird, right? So they go through these stages, and so then after independent is interdependent. It's where there's the relationship level that we were bent and made for relationships. And so spiritual development is the same way. However, the problem that I see in spiritual development is we never get to interdependence. Here's what happens. We need God in our life. We need him to deliver us from things so we become dependent upon God. And for a season, we're very dependent upon him. We're praying, we're seeking his face. And then there's a season where we go, we got this. We're in that independent stage now where we're like, you know what, God, you know, thank you for my sins forgiven, but I can do life on my own. And what happens in our lives is this is a constant cycle, that there's the, develop, the dependent stage and then there's the independent stage, and then we realize, holy moly, we can't do it without God, so we need to come back to dependent stage. So we come back to dependent stage, and we're like, Jesus, forgive me about my sin. God, I love you so much. And, da, da, da. and then all of a sudden, we're back to independent stage again. It's this constant cycle. It's the people that raise their hand every week because they sinned all week. <laughs> it's it's that, that dependent, independent kind of thing. Well, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, adds this into our spiritual development, and God's desire is that you not stay stuck in that cycle, 
that you not stay stuck in the dependent, independent, dependent, independent, dependent, independent stage. No, is that that cycle would be broken in your life. God doesn't desire that for you. What God wants us to do in the day and age in which we're living in more than ever, that we got to be super sensitive that he wants us to step into the role of interdependence, that we depend upon the Holy Spirit, that there's this relationship and fellowship. And here's what interdependence with the Holy Spirit means. It means this. It's the recognition that we can do nothing without God. And if we're ever going to be successful in life, we must understand that the Holy Spirit, that he wants to have this interdependent relationship with us. We need him in every facet of our life, whether we're raising kids, whether in our marriage, whether in our career, whether in our relationships, whether in being the church. We need the Holy Spirit in every facet of our life. And so here, here's what we have to understand. That if what we are doing in our current life right now doesn't require you to need the Holy Spirit, you're probably not fulfilling a tenth of what he's called you to do. If it's, if it's void of the Holy Spirit in your life, you're just living, but not really living. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to take us on a venture, on an adventure with him, that we'll see ourselves differently in 2021. Listen, disciples are interdependent upon the Holy Spirit. Disciples are sensitive and submitted to the Holy Spirit. In the day and age which we're living in more than ever, we need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. That the Holy Spirit in our lives, listen to me, is, is we need the Holy Spirit in our lives like the Father God is relying on us. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit like God the Father is relying on us. Listen, folks, there is no plan B. Holy, uh, Holy God, Father uh, Father of heaven <coughs> is relying on you. You mean like, what? God can just do anything he wants. Listen to me, that sovereignty stuff is going to get you in trouble because then it takes your will out of it. It would have been that way at the beginning. It's not. It's the will of God that, that God's will operate through your life. So here's what happens is the Holy Spirit... We must rely on the Holy Spirit like Father's relying upon us. The relying of the Great Commission is in your lap. It's not anybody else's lap. It's in this generation. Go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. And signs will follow you that believe. In my name you'll cast out devils. In my name you'll speak in new tongues. You'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And Jesus says, lo, I'm with you always. That's the Holy Spirit, living with this interdependence upon the Holy Spirit. Some of you would not fall into the same traps all the time if you would listen to the Holy Spirit. Number three, the promise is received in us. This is a big difference than what we have to understand. John 14, 16, and 17 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Notice Jesus gives us two dimensions of the Holy Spirit. He says he will be with you, and he will be in you. In the Old Testament, he was only with them. He would manifest in a cloud. He would keep them cool during the day, and he'd be their fire at night. 
right? He was, he was uh, if you read the scripture, uh, you know, he, he descended around Moses as, as, as the glory of God, and he was with them. He would walk with them. He was in the ark, and they would take the Lord across the sea and across the river, and there he was. He was in the box. Come on, somebody. And he would go with them everywhere. But then Jesus said, that's not good enough. I don't want my Holy Spirit just with you. He said, I want my Holy Spirit in you. And so when we say yes to Jesus, listen to me, when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit moves in. He's the one that comes and recreates us and makes us into new people. May of 1994, when I was in a, a, a place of addiction and loneliness and brokenness and had just come home from uh, uh, this party and I thought my life was over and I was addicted and I laid down on my bedside and I said, Jesus, come into my life and set me free. And I didn't know what I was doing. I just yelled, help, if you out there, you're going to need to come help me. And all of a sudden, in this presence, I can tell you what it is now. I didn't understand it then. The presence of the Lord came into my room, May of 1994, and he broke sin off of my life. He delivered me from all addiction. He set me free from everything in my life that I experienced up until this point. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then he come and he lived on the inside of me. Now he's teaching me. Now he's teaching me. I, don't, I, I, I need him to teach me because he has the mind of God. So in situations, I need the mind of God. Listen, I'm 45. I ain't that slick. I, I mean, I'm smart, but man, God, come on, somebody. God, or I ain't smarter than God. Are you smarter than God? If you are, then you you in trouble because you're messing a lot of stuff up right now. I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you. The point is this, is that daily interaction with the Holy Spirit that we got, the Holy Spirit wants to set up residence in our heart. And number four is this, is the promise provides us with the ability to learn all things. You know, as a parent, there's no manual. Come on, man. As, as, as a marriage, there's no manual. Well, pastor, we've just fallen out of love. Did you fall in love? No, you didn't fall in love. You made a choice to love. So therefore, you made a choice to fall out of love. You made a choice not to love. What we need is we need the Holy Spirit in our marriages again. That way we don't treat each other like dirt all the time. That we listen to the Holy Spirit and we understand the other person through the eyes of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit will, will teach us to love and teach us how our spouse ticks and what ticks, are, ticks them off. Tick tock. Tick tock. Teaches us all things of how we're going to make a difference. Where in life, when we're, when we're, sorry, I got, for some reason, TikTok just hit my brain for some reason. Uh, make a difference. So when you're out and about and the Holy Spirit says to you, go ahead and pay for that person's meal and go ahead and tell them about me. How many of you would be like, oh, I ain't doing that? Right. The Holy Spirit doesn't, you, doesn't want, he wants to bypass your carnal nature because he has that person in mind that needs to know him. So who's he going to speak to? He's going to have to speak to you. So making a difference, he needs to teach us all things because the Holy Spirit knows all things. So the Holy Spirit moves and lives on the inside of us. Number five is this. The promise connects us to Father's good plan for us. The Holy Spirit connects us to God's good plan for us. I'm so happy and honored to be the pastor of Real Life Church, me and my wife and my family, is because... It wasn't because it was a good idea to be here. It wasn't because I woke up one morning and was like, you know what? You know, let's just leave everything and go start a church. That sounds wise. Well, that's the dumbest reality ever. 
you know who you are. I'm pastoring you. You're slow. I got you. The point is this, is that it wasn't just a good idea. It was that it connected to God's plan. So when I went on a 40-day fast and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, Isaiah 43, 19, and said, Behold, I'll do a new thing. It shall spring forth out of Springboro. You know what he had in mind? He had people like Sean Walker in mind when he spoke to me. That he would come and he would be set free from an addiction. He, he, had, he had other people in this room uh, on his mind when he spoke to me uh, 10, 11 years ago that this is where we should go. And it connected me to the Father's good plan. Listen to what he says in verse 26 of Romans 8. And I'm going to close. Romans 8, 26 is this. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Notice what he says. He says that likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness. The Holy Spirit comes. He becomes our helper. He comes along. And this is what it literally means. It means that he comes and helps carry the burden, our weaknesses. He helps us carry the burden. And so I just want to give you a takeaway. Here's the takeaway today. There's three prayers that I believe we can pray in this season of being sensitive and, and submitted to the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 in the message says this, don't grieve God, don't break his heart, his Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you. Listen to me, listen, 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 listen. What are you doing that's grieving the heart of God? What are you doing that's grieving the Holy Spirit in your life? Is it how you treat your neighbor? Is the post you post on Facebook and Instagram? Is it the thoughts you think? It's the divisive words that you speak? What is it that is stealing and grieving the Holy Spirit in your life? He says this, he says in Ephesians, he said, is that breathing you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. I wonder how many of us in the day in which we live ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit. How many of us are just in that routine and that busyness of life and we miss what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us? I'm telling you, it's life or death. It's different. It's, it's, it's living in an adventure. Living with the Holy Spirit is living in an adventure. He wants to take you places that you've never gone before. So here's three prayers. You can pick which one you want to pray or you can pray all three of them. I don't care. Listen, listen. Whatever prayer you need. So the first one is this. Holy Spirit, show me. Are there things in your life that you need him to show you? Are there areas in your heart that you need him to show you things that you need to improve on? Is there people around you? Show me the people, Jesus, that you want me to reach. And you pray that simple prayer, Holy Spirit, show me. Psalm 139 says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. So maybe that's the prayer you need to pray this morning. Number two is Holy Spirit, change me. Maybe you're at that stage in your life where you don't know Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life. 
Maybe you've walked away from God. Maybe you once knew God and you walked away from Him. I'm not talking about going to church. I'm talking about having a relationship with Jesus. Whether you're in person or online, maybe this is the prayer that you need to praise today. Holy Spirit, change me. Maybe you're stooped in sin and you don't know how to get out of it. I'm telling you right now, it starts with immersing yourself in the love of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to change you. 2 Corinthians 3 says it this way, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. And finally, Holy Spirit, fill me. Maybe this is the prayer you need today. Listen, if you're more full of yourself than you are the Holy Spirit, you're out of the will of God. He says this, he says, Holy Spirit, the prayer, Holy Spirit, fill me. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not be drunk, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit in your life. Maybe you've ignored him and you need him to show you. So there's three prayers. Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, fill me. And maybe today one of those prayers resonates with you. So what we're going to do today, and maybe tomorrow when you get up in the morning and you start your day, here's your takeaway. Choose a prayer. Choose that scripture that I read this morning. Take that prayer and say, Holy Spirit, show me. When I get ready to go to work today, don't let me just work. Show me who needs you. Maybe today, you, before you go to bed tonight, you say, Holy Spirit, show me where I've been off in my talk. Maybe where I've been, I've been divisive in my speech and it's not honoring you. Show me those things and I ask you to cleanse me and to deliver me. Maybe in this moment you need him to change you. Maybe tomorrow or maybe tonight you just, Holy Spirit, change me. And then finally, Holy Spirit, fill me. I want to be filled with you. I don't want to walk around this earth empty. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you. It makes me better than me. Hear me when I say that. It doesn't make you better than others. It just makes you better than yourself. So when the Holy Spirit moves in, again, Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Let's close our eyes this morning. How many of you would say today, maybe you're watching online as well, but if you're in person today, and I'm gonna ask you really quick, how many of you would say, and I just want you to put up your hand, that that first prayer is something you need. Holy Spirit, show me. Maybe it's a decision. Raise your hand that the Lord, I, I see your hands. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. I ask you to pray that tonight. Pray it. We're gonna pray it here in a minute. Maybe some of you in this room, how many of you would say, Holy Spirit, change me? How many of you would say, Holy Spirit, change me? Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you just need to put that up there. Maybe you just put the word show me or maybe put the word change me up there. And then third is Holy Spirit, fill me. How many of you say, I need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit? Spirit of God, fill me. I see your hands. I see your hands all over this room. Fill me, Holy Spirit. So let's pray this morning. I'm just gonna pray these three prayers over you today. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, there are those that raise their hand today that need direction, that need an examination in their hearts. And so, Holy Spirit, show us. Show us those things that we need to make a change in, that, God, we can be sensitive and submitted to your Holy Spirit. Today, Lord, there are those that said, Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, change me. 
Lord, I ask today that according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that we'd become new creatures in Christ. Old things would pass away and all things would become new. Lord, today, change our attitude, change our perspective, change our thoughts towards others. God, today, we ask that you would change us. Lord, there's those that raised their hand that said, Holy Spirit, fill me. God, I pray today in Jesus' name that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit afresh. That, God, that you would fill them as they spend time with you. That, God, that first time that they, that they get down in prayer, that, God, you would fill them, God, with the Holy Spirit. That, God, they would, they would be baptized, immersed in the Holy Spirit of God. And, Lord, we just pray that over those that raised their hand today. Thank you today for filling your church afresh with the Holy Spirit today. You know, those of you that are watching online today or maybe you're in person today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, that prayer today is, Holy Spirit, change me. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life today, I wanna encourage you, this is your next step. Maybe you've walked away from God and you say, Pastor, I, I, I once knew God, but I've walked away from him. Maybe today you need to make a decision to say, Holy Spirit, change me. I wanna come home today. Maybe you never made Jesus the Lord of your life and, and today you wanna do that and say, yes, God, I need you as Lord and Savior. I need you to wipe away my sins, set me free from the stuff that has me bound. I'm tired of going in the, in the cycle of independent or dependent to independent, dependent to independent. I'm ready for that cycle to be broken today. And so if that's you in this place, will you do me a favor? If you're in, in person, will you raise up your hand? I wanna know who I'm praying for. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life or you're coming back home to God today, if anybody in the room, I wanna pray for you. If you're watching online today and you say, Pastor, that's me, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life, will you do me a favor? Go ahead and click the raise the hand button on there or go ahead and put the word hope in the comments today. We wanna to follow up with you. We wanna pray for you today. And so we wanna acknowledge who we're praying with today. We've had somebody say yes to Christ every single weekend in the month of January since we, since we started 2021, folks. People are getting saved at our church. And so let's pray. Father, I want you guys all just to repeat after me. We're gonna join in with those that are online today and I just want you to repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sin, to raise from the dead. And today, I accept him as Lord and Savior of my life. Holy Spirit, change me. Jesus, move in to my heart. Wipe away all my sin. As far as the east is from the west, I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap. Somebody said yes to Christ today. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on social media, the RLC app, and online at livereallife.com.